Hello. We're going to talk about the value of sports as an intervention. Not karate, taekwondo, martial arts. We're going to save that for a separate session. But a bunch of other sports. Okay, so here is a post from um, five years ago in July. One of, uh, I guess, one of the early posts when we had started gymnastics. It's a wild, loud, gross motor, excited, rigorous, balanced vestibular, proprioceptive, fun challenge. We had a, a local place that was, they became near and dear to us, Flips Gymnastics. And the, the staff that they have had throughout the years. We went as far as we could with John in Fundamental Boys. Uh, we went as many days as they would let us. <laughs> in the very early years, uh, I had to go on with him. And then I faded my prompt. And then they called me back because he was not performing. He was not doing the right thing. And they were spending too much time chasing him down. So I was back with him. And then I didn't have to anymore. Uh, he went as far as he could with the fundamentals the next thing would have been starting to do the really fancy stuff for boys, and he had spent years with it, so he was ready to move on to other sports. So we had a little bit of a zigzaggy approach, but it was pretty rigorous and a lot of boundaries and a lot of, um, well, it started off extrinsic, and then it was intrinsic, and then it was extrinsic, and then it was back intrinsic. <laughs> Now, what we're seeing here is one of their open events. You show up for a few dollars. The kid has, all the children have a Friday night um, supervised and then a lot of free play and then some games and challenges to play. So it's, it's like personal best and then you have to fit into the team. You also have to follow instructions. So it's executive functioning, auditory processing, all for a lousy $10 and... Uh, they don't know that it's therapy. So it was a tremendous value. So here in the words of the post, talk about um, the rings, the dangling, um, alternating, waiting, um, certainly uh, all of the midline crossover, neural pathway building up, fine motor, right? So some of these things require the require fine motor and some would be gross motor. All right, so this is, the next one we're gonna look at is, so that's July, 2015. And so here is about a year and a month later. So by now, um, he's taking buddies with him to these Friday night open gyms. Uh, again, 10 bucks for a couple of hours, right? So when you can use the community and you can use all the neurotypical peer modeling to have a great intervention, you can sit over on the side or just revel in the fun if you pr prefer that. Drop off and come back, that would be okay too. So I just want to encourage you as far as gymnastics, even though you may say, wow, my kid is going to, it's going to be ABA in the early part. Well, yes, it is. <laughs> and eventually it won't be. And then it'll, it'll be awesome. He's going to have, he, she, they're going to have so many peers to follow after. And all that movement based um, 
learning and balance and again proprioceptive and vestibular I'm using these same words over again but it's knowing where your body is in space it's knowing how you're balanced it's knowing that you're um, crossing your midline um, all of these things are muscle memory even if your head doesn't know it your body knows it right so calisthenics all the warm-ups all the follow along the follow the leader kind of things upper body strength lower body strength um, fabulous so definitely consider gymnastics you don't need to be the star you just need to be there okay here's just another one of the um, yeah, so look at the stretches right great stuff okay I think we're moving on well actually this is a carryover so we had a tree in our front yard that had a branch that was just about perfect and I looked at this branch and I kept thinking swing originally it was a uh, a regular swing with um, a board, a rope that went down up through the two holes, back up the top. So it was kind of an old-fashioned farm swing. Not exactly a tire swing, but, you know, not very fancy at all. But it was really wobbly on purpose because he had to really pay attention to his balance to get up there, to get on it, and then to not have it tip forward or back on him. So I, I drilled the holes. I put the wood in. I climbed up there on a ladder. I threw the rope over, rope over the branch. Eventually it rotted. We also had some trouble with our neighbor along the way. So we were at architecture police twice. Long story there, but let's not get off task. Um, so back to the rope. They had these in the gym. And the kids would climb up and swing. They really had a good time with them. One day I'm looking at, at Amazon. And I see this tree-colored rope, the brown rope, Big old thick thing, you know, I mean, wow, two inches diameter uh, with a loop built in to the top about the right length. I did have to shorten it. And I thought, wow, for $60, I can buy this, put it in the tree. And it's actually turned into a good party rope over the years. Now, it's gone now. It rotted. And my agreement with the architecture police was that when it fell down and he was no longer interested in it, then I would just leave it down. But I would tie a, note, a big old knot in the bottom. And then when we would have kids over to play, as we frequently did, I and still do, uh, there's no past tense about this. Um, it's a constant state of. Then the kids would take turns swinging or climbing. And then John would get a chance to, to see that, oh, this is how neurotypical kids use the rope also. So it was always more interesting to him when there were other kids, like, you know, duh. So we had that in the front yard. You can get something like that at Amazon. You'll, you'll never be, be able to see it against Mother Nature. It just blends right in. Um, it, was a, it was a wonderful intervention. Lots of upper body strength, right? Balance, core, um, lots of midline crossover. Um, super duper. Okay, now let's talk about bowling. Now, John's a little bit hung up on YouTube bowling, but he's good. And no bumpers. I'm hoping that as time goes by, he'll be able to actually make the high school bowling team. It would be awesome to think that the guy could earn a letter, <laughs> um, participate in high school sports. So we are trying everything we can as far as school-based extracurriculars. So the text here says that to uh, encourage fellow parents to watch for kids who can teach your kids. So peer modeling, you know, the kids who help each other out. And they don't even know that they're 
well, they, they kind of know that they're doing great things to teach John because I would tell them that. But these kids are just having a blast with good, kind hearts. And so what this is, is John's birthday, 10th, 10th birthday. So we saved up our pennies and we took them all to one of the bowling alleys, ordered the pizza. You've been there, right? You've seen the drill. There were the gifts. I ended up writing several blog posts about how we collected all the gifts and then we had two subsequent parties with the same huge flock of kids at our house with the intention of them helping him unwrap his presents. Because when he was 10, that was torture. You know, that was the reason he did not want a birthday party is it made him obligatory <laughs> to have to open up all those dang presents. So we invited the kids back a second for a, a birthday opening present, birthday present opening party. But they got so engrossed with the pool and the upstairs and the downstairs because I have designed this house to be a kid house. It's a kid heaven haven. So nobody opened any presents. So we did it again. <laughs> And it's, it was great. We took one birthday party and stretched it out into three different opportunities for all these kids to interact, for John to feel uh, included. Now, it's up to him to keep these relationships alive, and we, we're doing the best we can. As the kids get older, their paths kind of split, go in different directions. They specialize in other things. Some of these kids now are singers. They're not uh, in scouts together anymore, but... Uh, um, but they still can play. They, they will see each other passing in the hallway at school. And so at least to be known is really important. Um, based on everything that we've done with our life, very few people don't know who John is. It's not that we, we're trying to make you know it, it our business to be known. It's just that we're not hiding. And then I'm an extrovert, so I'm going to invite people over to the house, and the kids are going to have a good time because I'm not going to get all wrapped around the axle if, you know, there's a little bit of mud in the house or, or anything like that. So I'm uh, as far as being a parent, if you can just be relaxed with kid chaos, then you, the kids will know they're welcome at your house, and then they'll show up a lot off, more often, and that will actually be a huge boon to your child. So John has that advantage. All right, so anyway, 10th birthday party, we went bowling. It was his own version of madness, but um, we've done it subs We've done it again. So depending on what he chooses for each year for his birthday party, it could be either a swim, because we have a summer birthday, or bowling. And it's a win-win-win. So here, um, we took advantage of the bowling. He, he likes to go on his own. He does actually quite good. He understands the strategy of it. Um, so we're also building a sports for him. So as you do extracurriculars, think if, if the, your kid has a future with this, right? Uh, as a, a long-range future. So you know what they say is that if your ch kid has a chance to either learn golf or tennis compared to football, what would he, she, they be using when they're 50, 40, 50, 60, you know? So it's good to explore a multiple kinds of, of sports. All right, so anyway, here we go. Uh, that was one of our bowling adventures, so consider that. Okay, basketball. Now, I grew up in a basketball family. Um, so that's, that's a, and you can put a hoop in your, in your driveway, right? So we have a franchise. It's, 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 it is YMCA kind of sponsored, but it's really called I-9 Sports. When John first started, so this post uh, is dated, uh, dated July 19, 2015. 
I don't know the exact date we started, but this text here says that in the first actual scrimmage of the game, John was so overwhelmed and just, I, I don't know what he thought he was getting into. And of course, the first time you get, you, you never really know what your kid's going to do, right? Because we've talked before about inconsistency in neural pathways and behaviors and motivation. So it was a total, you know, adventure to sign him up and say, okay, this is a basketball kid. We're going to show up and we're going to do our best. Now we got super blessed because one of the coaches actually had special ed background and a, an awesome heart. Now, he eventually went on to work in an oil field, but um, uh, Coach Eric was the best, and he took a shine to John um, and was, uh, you know, didn't let him slide, no slacker, but, you know, um, just had the, a wonderful kind of heart, and, and we've been very pleased with all of the I-9 sports coaches. They're all volunteers. Kids, they're all got really good sense of teamwork, and the parents have been awesome about rooting, you know, for John and uh, for each other. So it's it's all about letting the kids play, have a good time. Um, very very seldom do you see someone get so wrapped up in the actual winning, right? Okay. So anyway, first time he played, he flopped. You know, I don't know if you have issues with your kid flopping, but oh, we did, and it doesn't happen very often now. It's more of a squawk. Um, when we have a like a just a this massive surge of adrenaline, energy, happiness, fear, whatever, it used to be a flop. Now it's, it's we have the noise. So I'm working on helping him try to prune that, be self-aware. So act in a or or respond, clap your hands, yell yay, something like that. But um, anyway, he flopped, <laughs> and and he's the only kid laying on the floor in the game, in the middle of the game. Um, it was, um, you know, you have those moments of parent ignominy, you know, where you just kind of want to, oh my gosh, kind of curl up in the fetal position with your kid over in the corner, you know? Okay, but anyway, back to the post here. But as of this date, he said now he's actually running up and down the court. And I've got a picture coming up soon of the mouthpiece, the required oral, uh, you know, teeth protection. We had to finally get a um, exemption. We waived our rights if Casey gets his teeth knocked in. They, we eventually had to wear it for Taekwondo sparring. But in the very early days, he would just pulverize that mouthpiece like it was a little piece of chewing gum. And so he would be so engrossed in his oral motor, chomp, 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 um, that he would forget the game. So anyway, I, I mentioned here about the mouthpiece. Uh, so all of the motor planning, right, um, overcoming the sensory overload, hearing his coach over the crowd, um, getting the courage to go into the lane. He's a good shot. Um, he used to be braver. He's kind of scared right now. We've been away from the court for a period of time. But our coaches at junior high school said, don't give up on your kids at basketball if they don't make the school team because by the time high school rolls around, there's going to be a lot more sports for the jocks to participate in. And so you're going to see basketball uh, open up. So we're hanging in there with that. John is very proud of his basketball. He, he likes the warm-up better than he likes the games. And when he does get in the games, you can see him just twist his fingers. He's just, oh. in fact, that's how I know one of the reasons that he's ever more scared. And we have been playing with older and bigger kids as time goes by. One season, he was with his age, and oh, their mitochondrial and their muscle tone was so much more than John's, and he just, and they, they're fast, 
really fast. And, uh, you know, John needs kids one or two years younger to be able to kind of hang in there with the game. So that was a rough season. We did not quit, did not switch in the middle, but um, natural consequences, baby. Um, But he loves warm-up better than he likes the actual game. He's a good shot. Um, but he, you know, going in for the layups and fighting for something in the lane, um, muscling someone else out, he just he kind of freaks right now. So um, they would there would be a lot of crowd uh, encouragement to give him a three pointer, and he can sink a sink a lot of three pointers. Um, so good shot, just the motor planning of moving with the ball. It's like oh, you're asking me to move and shoot and think and plan. Wow. So, as I said, everybody on the teams have been stellar. So, um, don't hide. Get out there. Um, This is what his mouthpiece would look like after one game. So, instead of just, you know, all that going down the hatch, because he's not spitting it out. It's just swallowing. It's kind of like all of his teeth have processed through. I think I've got two baby teeth out of all that he's been through, because it never would spit out. He just, it would be in a sandwich and in peanut butter or something and boom, down, it's gone. And, you know, I'm not digging through the poop to find a tooth, that's for sure. So anyway, here he is with the, with the practice and loves that. Very proud of his game. Very proud of a shot. Pays attention to us. And when he does shoot in the game and makes the basket and everybody cheers for him, then he gets all embarrassed. And it's, it's really funny. It's, it's adorable funny. Um, he doesn't necessarily celebrate. Sometimes he might. Now the basketball games are a little bit s- sad for him because his dad has passed. Um, and so he's not, he's in heaven. He's not at the basketball games. And so John always preferred dad. He's a daddy's boy. Not, he's kind of reluctantly becoming a mom's boy, but hey, that's all he's got. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's missing his dad with this, with the basketball season. Okay, let's see what the next slide shows here. So uh, now these would be practices. Volunteer coaches, sometimes we would practice at the Y, sometimes at the, in the res- where they live, uh, uh, park. Uh, so it always varied, whatever made, uh, made it easiest for the coaches. And then once we found a coach, we would stick with that cadre until it, dis- it disintegrated, right? For some reason, the coach didn't continue on. So we've actually had about five different villages of basketball kids. Um, and then we see them, uh, some of these same kids when he has gone on to other neurotypical peer basketball camps. Um, in the Houston area, there's a former Rockets player, Matt Bullard, and he has camps Christmas and summer. Uh, neurotypical, you know, so John's in there with the struggle, but uh, he's gone to, to them now for three years in a row, and he, he does well. Um, he's got a lot of souvenirs. <laughs> um, so he sees kids there, and again, they know each other when they see each other in the hallway. So we have very big high schools and very big junior high schools. So if nothing else, they know each other from the uh, lunchroom uh, or the hallway, um, John is reluctant to join. He'll, 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 his sensory averseness kicks in really fast, so he'll be super shy. And now around girls, he's, he's kind of like, ooh, you know, he'll become really quiet. I can tell he's nervous because he'll pick up and he'll do, he'll pick up a book or pick up something and he'll do something that he normally doesn't do. It's as though he's trying to model and show off for them. So I know him in, in, intimately well, and I can see all of his little behaviors of trying to rise 
a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Why a kid participates in neurotypical peer modeling because it just makes them think about things in a whole new way. But uh, to this picture here, so in February of 2017, it's been a really great sport for John. And uh, he'll, they, they, it's been great. All I can tell you is it's been great. And this ref is adorable. <laughs> and here's John. They're lining up to, you know, they're going to do a jump ball. And then they have the little handcuffs, uh, not handcuffs, um, uh, tennis uh, wristbands matching the color of the uh, opponent. So whoever they're going to man-to-man, then they will man-to-man -man defense. Then they'll have that same color. And then you still got the auditory processing and the motor planning going up and down the court, back and forth, offense, defense, offense, defense. That's the most bewildering part for John. It's not getting the ball and dribbling. It's, what am I supposed to do now? Because everybody's yelling and they're running in the other direction. So that pace of the game and also his processing of wherever his, wherever his attention is, that joint attention, if it kind of drifts off to something, then all of a sudden the game it, it is not where his head is. So uh, that's a, the biggest challenge. It's not the physical skill or the physical strength. It's his, it's his head in the game, baby. Keep your head in the game. You saw those movies, right? Um, High School Musical, right? When uh, um, my older kid was of that age, we would watch them all. And so if you haven't watched with your kids High School Musical, um, it's some pretty decent... Uh, it's not as, as old as Glee is. Glee gets into some pretty older issues, but that's because it's HBO Cable. And um, High School Musical series is Disney. But check it out. Um, okay, so to the joy of the game, the, the, the pace of the game, the, the back and forth, back and forth, as we've already talked, um, a real sensory challenge, a real uh, neural pathway challenge, which way are we going back and forth? Wait, 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 you know, when the kids are trying to catch up in the running, they're spending the whole time, the turnovers, right? So if it's a high turnover game, <laughs> frequently they are, then um, you're getting some good air, get, getting some good wind, Right. Uh, even if you don't know, even if you're the, he's always the last one up and down the court. And I think he does that on purpose because his fingers are all twisted up all the time. Like, please, dear God, don't throw me the ball. Y'all just, I'm just going to stand here and look good. And I'm going to stand out on the periphery. I really don't want to touch the ball. I just want to be here because I don't want the, I don't want to fail anybody. So I'm going to twist my fingers up. I couldn't catch the ball if you throw it to me. I'm not going to establish eye contact with you, but I want to be here and I want to wear my uniform and I'm, I, and I'm happy to be here. Just don't give me the ball. So the opposite of, of a ball hog. He is an anti-ball hog. <laughs> so he sure enjoys the bench time too. And, and hanging out with the kids. Okay. Let's move on now to roller skates, roller blading. So ever more of a challenge, right, with balance. We knew, I knew, that uh, by the time he got to third grade, fourth grade, especially fourth grade, PE at school, they were going to do rollerblading. So I knew to get him ready. And we actually spent time with one of our behavioralist therapy therapists that came to the house, Kathy Glazer. She helped him learn how to swim, help, helped him learn how to ride a bike, helped him with the rollerblading. So we knew to get him ready. And then the skating in the rink, there's a lot of, so that's, that's an advantage. That's not a single uh, blade, right? That's um, with the old fashioned roller skates, he's got more balance because he got two sets of rollers, two sets of wheels, like a truck as opposed to a motorcycle. So the price is right and it's loud and there's music. In this case here, we went with friends. And then another time we went with um, his little nephew cousin 
Um, the music's loud, but you get a lot of a midline crossover. You get a lot of motor planning, a lot of executive functioning, a lot of, of pleasure and fun and sensory signals coming at you. You've got to survive the lights and the on the court, off the court, watch out for everybody else coming speeding by. You've got to go in the same direction as everybody else. There's uh, loud music. Um, if you fall, uh, oh, and in the original in the early years, right, he's hanging on the edge. Uh, going around so slowly, but somehow it kicks in, and uh, he does pretty good with it. So, um, let's go on to the next picture. So that's him there taking a little break. Now here, look at that. I, now we're up to rollerblading, right? So that's what we want to do is get him ready for this, this PE, get him ready for the social, get him ready for the next sport. And here we have a picture of him when it's PE time. So, in, and this is probably prepping for that early in the season. When I went in to help work in the gym, because they were playing games on a rainy day, a rainy day, I saw him not needing um, the, uh, the para there. So, and, and, and there were a lot of kids that were needing help, but John was okay. And he'd have some girls kind of flock after him, help him, you know, pay attention. But, but he could hold his own. And that was always the goal, for him to be ready whenever a sport would come up and not him feeling really bad about himself like he couldn't do it, but that, yes, he could. His body was ready. Was, there's still a, a lot of mental processing with the sport, but the motor planning, the motor memory, the motor, the muscle memory would be ready. Okay. And here's some of, some of his little girlfriends. This is one of the, you know, the, the party days before they all went before they graduated from fourth grade. So this would be like field day here, or um, they would have um, a party, fourth grade party too. And so he just has always been a lucky kid to have a, um, a nice little flock of teachers that would follow him around. In the early days, the docs and nurses would tell me, Mom, you get that kid who's a little bit socially behind, right? Developmental delay. You get him around some bossy older girls <laughs> and they'll catch him up fast. So here, we're still friends with these kids. And so back in, this is fourth grade here. Um, they uh, were just doing a conga line with them on the roller skates. Now recently at seventh grade band party, he got, he jumped into the conga line. And so, you know, it's, they just have to learn not to be timid, you know, I tell him, I said, babe, the, half of the world, the, no, the whole world is waiting around for somebody to invite them. So practice the invitation. So what we're doing right now is practicing our sentences, practicing texting friends, pra practicing the social initiative, making things happen. And yes, I'm, I'm giving him the words, but I'm also fading everything that I'm saying. So for him to realize that, okay, if he wants to go with friends, then buddy, you better plan early and send the text message, invite them, make it happen. Don't sit around waiting for them to contact you. Um, so part of that comes with physical confidence. And so we've, that's one thing that um, he's been pretty good with sports for, ironically, the, your kids will have strengths too, right? Um, so it's funny what's a strength and what's a challenge. Um, so balance is a challenge, but sports isn't. Now, soccer has been difficult. Baseball, he was doing pretty good with his dad, but then with his dad passing, um, we haven't gotten out and done baseball. We've been distracted with things. We barely got through the um, the uh, funeral and the celebration and the 
you know, the passing and the illness and the hospice and then boom, here's COVID. So um, we'll get back to it. Uh, so these are important uh, milestones to have go to the parties. There was another sixth grade party that was a pool party at the end of the year. And I approached that and it's loud and he just kind of like, bye mom, and off he went. And I had some mom friends there that were helping me be spies. They said, just go. We'll let you know how it turns out. And he did fine. Now, was he the life of the party? I don't know. But was he there holding his own? Yep, he was there. So that counts, right? They all have to learn how to be at peace in their own skin, just like you have to and just like I have to. So whatever we can do to prepare, to plan, so that our bodies kind of know what to do, our minds kind of know what to do, and then the last piece is that social bravery of just showing up and, and asking, how does this work? Or asking, hey, can you help me? And the world's happy to help. You just can't hide. So I, my wish for you from all of this is that as far as sports and community sports or school sports is concerned, try out. Not, not even counting fine arts. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about strictly sports. Use every advantage that comes for your kid. In many cases, it's free therapy. And they're going to have the peer models. And then the kids are going to know, hey, they're trying, right? And then you never know when they're going to start making friends because they're doing common activities. So please don't hide. Don't think you got, don't let your kid think they got to be perfect. Encourage them just to try, just to make the effort, just to try to be brave and scared at the same time. And just give it a try. And if they need to try again, fine. If they need to, if they get rebuffed, we always try to have a plan B, plan C, so that he can be at peace in his own skin if it's just him. So that was always, put the, put the scooter in the car, we're going to the park. And you'll find kids at the park that you know. So no is never really a no. It's you just morph it into another opportunity, you know? Kind of like that silly game whack-a-mole. So if, if, if one thing doesn't work out, then you go somewhere else where there's also going to be kids and those relationships could work out very nicely too. We did this with basketball a lot. We take our basketball with us everywhere in the car uh, to parks and then he would stand there and watch the big kids play and then he could maybe pick up some strategy. Uh, he was watching YouTube Michael Jordan the other night and uh, uh, so... That's the thing also with the auditory processing and the, the kids with a developmental delay and lack of expressive speech is that you, they don't really tell you what's going in and they don't really tell you what's sticking because you don't have the expressive language sentences to anchor so that you can go, aha, I got proof. I understand that you watched the Michael Jordan YouTube about his life and it re re resonated with you and you really liked it and you jabbered on about it all night long. We don't have those sentences. But when they, they, they'll show us in other ways. For example, today he had a speech session with the, the SLP, the speech language pathologist from school uh, via Zoom. And we worked out uh, the idea that, that she would bring along some other kids that would be kind of like mentors. So we just, you know, waived any privacy. Who cares about that? And, uh, then afterwards, John had the sweetest little conversation telling me about his friend and they were talking about what they're going to do for the summer. And he, and I, I, it took him a little while to process it and spit it out. But it's, it's a new activity. It's a new thing. I've never heard him put together a paragraph like that before. 
So they just need practice and they need motivation. And it's probably not going to come because they're trying to please you. It's going to come because they want to try to fit in with the other kids and, and show off for them. It's not a bad strategy. All right. I sure appreciate your time. Thank you. And uh, we shall talk again soon. All right. Um, we just had May 4th. So may the force be with you. May the 4th be with you. We just had Cinco de Mayo. And of course, they're making all kinds of jokes about the 5th of May and Corona and coronavirus. So I'll leave it with that. Thank you for your time.